Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm joined by the fabulous Regold. Hi, Ree. Hey, Stace. How's it going? Things are going beautifully. I am in the lead up to the conference. I've almost packed my bag. I've kind of, I've started a chair. Do you have this in your house where you just have a chair where things just end up? on the chair um i have a curtain rod and And that's where your things end up (laughs) my the things that i want to put aside to take Mm -hmm. are hanging on that curtain Curtain rod rod. so you've got the curtain rod i've got the chair it means that it must be almost conference time so i'm yeah i'm kind of on a roll heading in that way i've had i've got all my classes covered i've got the babysitting sorted things are really coming together so I'm, i'm feeling really great I'm feeling awesome too. (laughs) Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Gold Alliance. The Gold Alliance is a group of, you know, incredible, ambitious, driven dance studio owners that Ree has brought together. It's a really diverse, incredible group of of women and they come together once a week to work on their business, to um, make changes, to improve, to scale their business so that they can have more time in life for the things that really matter to them. What do you love about the Gold Alliance, Ree? You just did a really great description, but I also love when we learn together. Our speakers and and seminars, I feel like when they're done, it's like light bulbs have gone off in everybody's head and they enthusiastically go about the rest of their day, as I do. I love I love our Friday mornings. The Gold Alliance is is a really unique group of people and if you would like to learn more and you'd like to be part of that group, then you can find out more at regold.com. Today, Re, we're going to talk about loyalty and loyalty is something we've touched on before in the podcast, but I think it's changed. It, you know, we've been doing the podcast for three years now. We talked about it in the really early days and I don't think it's the same now as it was before. And we thought it'd be an interesting idea to unpack. What does loyalty mean to you, Ray? Uh, this is this is going to be an interesting talk. I agree with you one hundred percent that it has changed. I'm going to tell you what loyalty was to me before, and then we'll talk about what loyalty is now. For me, loyalty was somebody did something really kind for you or helped you in your career or or went above and beyond the call of duty for you. Therefore, you felt a sense of loyalty to that person you would support that person, you would encourage them. um, And certainly stick up for them. Mm. And I also consider loyalty in 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 friendships, meaning, for me, A loyalty in a friendship is the ability to communicate or share something with somebody and have the confidence that that's between the two of you. Mm -hmm. That's loyalty for me as well. Um, 
also when it comes to careers, people who gave you your break, mm. people who encouraged you, maybe when you didn't have the confidence or you didn't believe in yourself, they allowed you to grow at your own pace, but encouraged you that you were good and that you were talented. And now that you believe that about yourself, are you still loyal and looking back at that person and going, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am? Or are you looking back and saying, now I'm going to take that person's spot? Hmm. Ooh. How is that for what I think loyalty was? Yeah, it, it resonated so much with the things that I know about loyalty too. Loyalty was something that was spoken about a lot in my house growing up. We came from a really small community and we were very loyal to that community. We were loyal to where we were from. We were loyal to the business, the small businesses that were in our town. We were very yes. um, you know, loyal to our family and our friends and people around us. And then when I entered you know, the dance studio world, we were very loyal to our teacher, to our teacher who had trained us and looked after us and um, given us you know, all of the skills and tools that we were, we were then using. So it, loyalty was something that was huge in my, in my upbringing. And if somebody wasn't loyal, that was really spoken about at the, you know, at the breakfast table on a Sunday morning, <laughs> um, you know, after church, that was, that was what was reported on. <laughs> if somebody had done something that was, you know, disloyal to somebody else in town or in our family or, yeah, I, I remember those discussions, especially from my grandmother and, and my mother talking about, Oh, that was, that because was a lot. <laughs> In their generation, uh, I think character was more, I won't say more important, but out, people were more critical of a person's character at one time. And therefore, that, that, that loyalty was expected because it was... Um, it was a reflection of who a person was mm. and is. Yes. Bingo. That's exactly right. Yeah. But that's, that's different now. Yeah. And I don't what know. What do you, what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and I don't know whether that's a good thing or whether that's, you know, just the way things are. When I started my studio, one of our studio values was loyalty. And I think that's because mm. our studio growing up, that was something that was really important. That was something that was really um, nurtured. And so we made it part of our studio values when we when we first opened the studio. We, As a team, we, we thought that that was something that was really important. And we thought that that was something that set us apart from other studios in town, from our competitors, from other people doing what we were doing. Um but then we seem to just be disappointed by that and mm. people didn't show, even though it was one of our values and it was something we spoke about, people didn't behave in a line with that value and so we ended up taking it out. It's no longer part of our values. 
Um, and when I say part of our values, I mean part of the values that are up on the wall and on my email signature, the, you know, the five studio values at Port Macquarie Performing Arts. Um, it's still something that I value. It's one of my personal values and it's still something that is important in our studio, but we just took it down off the pedestal because we just found that people were disloyal and then it was a bit of a kick in the guts when they were. So we or or what our perception of disloyal is, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I know what I think, but I'm tossing it back at you. Twenty twenty two. What's different? I think um, people are time poor. I think they are um, money poor. I think. They are energy poor. I think people are just feeling like whatever solution that they can get, the first solution that comes in front of them um, might not be the best solution, but it's the solution that's there. So they'll take that and run with it. And there's less of a, um, you know, when I'm thinking like when you shop at a small business um, that sometimes, you know, you have to go across town and so it takes a little bit more time. Sometimes you have to spend a bit more money because they're a small business, they're charging a bit more. Um, I think so many mm-hmm. of us will just get something on Amazon because it's quicker and it's easier and we're, we're busy and we've got stuff going on. So I think there is um, that notion of, of that loyalty kind of goes out the window because we just need the, the quick, cheap fix to solve our problems. Whereas I think 20 years ago, perhaps people would have crossed town and would have had the time to cross town. I don't know. That's well, that's just- No way. <laughs> I thought that was really a good point. I mean, and why do I think that? Because I was going to say, is it a world that's out there saying, I, I'm putting me first? Mm. But you just gave an explanation that I would prefer to <laughs> to believe is right. But I think they're intertwined, Ray. I think we're time poor and we're money I got poor. It. I got yeah, it. because we are um, pushing for the next thing, reaching for the next goal. You know, needing to be successful, needing to to you know build up the family wealth or, or whatever the motivations are. We are thinking about ourselves and we are thinking about how we can you know, we can get ahead. And that means that our lives are busier than they've ever been before. It means that we're stretched more than we've ever been before. And I think loyalty is just one of those things that kind of gets left by the wayside when we are, you know, so self-motivated that we're moving at a pace that that makes it hard to to keep those values strong. Understood. Understood, but it doesn't make it easier. I think in listening so far to our discussion, um, my mind keeps going back to this loyalty factor that is one I can't can't get over in my mind. And I'm sure that there are listeners who have dealt with this where let's say I've had my studio for 30 years. This, this little girl walked in 25 years ago. She was three. I raised her in my studio. I helped her to become a teacher. 
And here we are 25 years later and she's opening a studio up the street. Mm. I wish it wasn't such a familiar story, Ray, right? I I wish it wasn't, but I think when we talk about the world or the word loyalty, it was one of the first things to cross my mind when we decided to do this discussion. Mm. And so in my mind, because I've talked to people on both sides, I think the person who's on the side or, or the side that left and did their own thing. And I don't want to use, I got to use the right word when I say this. Um, in their mind, they've come up with reasons or beliefs maybe on how they they may have got pushed out or their their um their value wasn't recognized or their talent wasn't recognized mm. and i get it but let's say i was that person maybe i'm going to open a studio because I've come to those conclusions and they're legitimate. Why would I go in the same town? Mm -hmm. Why would I not go where I'm not going to have an effect? If loyalty is something I have an awareness of, Mm. that's the, that's hard. Yeah. And I think it's not only the, placement of the studio and and please don't misunderstand me I think entrepreneurship is excellent I think people should be able to open their own studio and get excited about having their own thing and doing their own thing that's great but that discussion that happens that can I take you out for coffee to the teacher this is my plan this is my dream this is my vision this is what I want to do this is why I want to do it and this is why I'm deciding to do it you know, up the road from you or in another town or that the respect of having that conversation because it's hard and because it's scary and it is, I don't think we see that, you know, that brave, courageous decision to have that conversation happening enough. Okay, if we go back to character, Mm. which we, we touched on earlier, it's the one who may be lacking in character who can't do that meeting. Mm. Yes, there could be a fear, but it's, it's, it's out of a respect, out of, uh, I guess, loyalty to the person who gave you your first class to teach. Mm. So I uh, I understand, and I, yes, I'm I'm all for helping you and assisting you in your dream and making your dream come true. But I prefer that you didn't take fifty or sixty of my kids in order to pursue that dream. Yeah. And so what way can we work around that or how can yes. I give you my knowledge that I've had from the, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years I've been teaching 
to help you do outreach in schools and help help you do outreach in community centres that will bring in new kids who aren't dancing yet, who could be your dance students and who you could make stars and could enact your vision for without, you know, poaching the kids that I've, re- I've worked hard to have myself, to enrol myself. Yes. Mm. And I believed in you and trusted you and was loyal to you to give you my kids because I believed in your abilities as a teacher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was that loyalty. I wanted to touch (laughs) that base because I know that it's probably one of the, uh, like you said, it's too bad we even have to talk about it, but it is an issue and it will happen as the new season starts. It will happen again. Mm -hmm. So I want to take it, uh, to loyalty um, among our clientele and and our expectations with parents. Let's say, and and this is an emotional thing, which a lot of circumstances in our business are. But I think sometimes we expect loyalty from parents mm-hmm. to stick with us or or uh, not to go to another school or whatever. And I'm not sure that we should have those expectations at this point in time, just because of the society that we're in now. And that it doesn't mean a mom is disloyal if she only has Tuesday free mm-hmm. and the studio up the street has Tuesdays. She's not being disloyal. She's not even smart enough to perceive that there's a loyalty factor that you're expecting. Mm. And I think sometimes as studio owners and teachers, we we consider things to be disloyal and that if we think about it a little bit more, we could come to realize that we're emotionally attached to this dance thing. That mom of that kid who came to us for the last three years, she's not emotionally attached like we are. Mm. She went, she went to that recital that her niece was in last year and she decided they're going to carpool and go to that studio. Yep. And it's and not you, because you're doing terrible things or your teachers aren't qualified or your studios aren't clean or you're a horrible person or any of the silly stories we tell ourselves. It's the carpooling it's, would be easier. And so... Just to drive home the point, if your own child was in uh, a swimming class and you found yourself going to someone else's swim meet and saying, I think I want my son to take from this coach, would you even consider that you were being disloyal or would you consider that you're pursuing what you think would be best for your child even if the other coach doesn't believe that to be true Mm. every parent is going to look for and this is the 21st century 
what is going to move their child forward, what they perceive mm-hmm. is going to move their child forward. And I, I, I don't say this in a bad way because it is society. The other children don't matter as much as their child matters. Correct. Is that if that's hard to recognize or want to believe, I get it. Mm. But it is the absolute truth. Yes. And so when we're we're thinking about loyalty and questioning it, I believe there's degrees of it where we should have expectations for loyalty and there's other degrees of it where we have to finally say, I'm letting all that emotional baggage go because really that's my expectation and the world doesn't think the way that I do. And I accept that. How, how do we flick that switch, Ray? What's the magic? What's your magic wand that just helps us to? Because I, I know what I think you're it's, saying. I think it's finding yourself in that circumstance again and going, "I'm not going to repeat this. Mm. I'm not going to have these feelings take my hear this." Let's say that student called and is leaving. You're in the middle of registration. She's leaving. She's going up the street somewhere else. You now spend the next two days thinking about it, maybe even getting on the phone and calling a couple of other teachers and going, can you believe that they did this? Uh, We gave them points last year. And did you know I did this for her and you did that for her? And can you believe they did this? You could be distracted for those two days or you could go, okay, I lost one. That means I got 10 I can gain today. Bada boom. I'm not going to let it override me because I must move forward. And I may have lost one, but today's registration. So I'm not going to lose a single one of them by getting myself emotionally distracted. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that as a motivation to say, oh, they don't know what they're missing. And I'm going to make it good with all 10 kids that walk through this door today. Yes. Now, seems simple, but for me, I'm consistently, I've been doing it ever since the pandemic, when something in my mind, whether it's about loyalty or life comes up, I always say, is it worth it to distract yourself like this? And you know what? Never once did I answer myself, yes. (laughs) That's powerful. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. No, I got to get people to my conference. I got a social media guy that I have a meeting with this afternoon. And if I'm not on top of it, then there's potential that I'm not going to do or be as successful in my business because I didn't give it the time it needed because I allowed myself to be distracted. Mm. And you once said to me, Re, when I was in a spiral about a student that had left. Stop worrying about that one kid that's not even through your door. You've got 20 kids standing in front of you. And that was a big shift for me. 
that yes, I was in the back of my mind still worrying about what I'd said or what I'd done or what I could have done better when I had 20 kids in front of me who loved it, who were smiling, who were eager to learn and they deserved, you know, the best version of me. And and that's been it, helpful. It's... That's been helpful for me. It's hard. It's really hard when it happens out, out of season and you're not in the studio getting that energy from the kids and you all you have to do mm. is to, to think about that and to play that over and, you know, I hate it when they do it at the start of the summer because then I feel like I'm like, <laughs> all the way up at the registration. But um, the, that switch of, okay, yes, we've lost that one. And I did have big hopes and dreams for that, for that child, but that was my expectation, not theirs. They're going to be gone. So which 10 kids can I now really focus on? on bringing in and giving them that passion and that love for dance so that they, they stick around. And isn't it better to be surrounded by people who want to be with you? Yes. Yeah. And how many times Just have really we thought think back? about that? Yeah. Or, or somebody goes and you're hurt on the inside. Ooh, here's a good one. You heard on the inside because you really liked the kid. You saw the potential, but you knew the mother wasn't happy. And you knew there was a little negativity that she brought into the building. Every time she came in. Correct. (laughs) So now she left. And your vibe with, like you said, the 20 kids you have left and their parents and your lobby and your building is so much more positive that next year you're going to have 25 kids that want to take that class because the vibe is so good in the studio. Mm. And have you like ever, sometimes, sometimes we the have parents, to face that fact. Yeah, the other parents come up and say, oh, I'm so glad she's left. <laughs> Now, now we'll stay forever because we were thinking about leaving. <laughs> or, or the parent goes, "What took you so long?" Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that's loyalty to me, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> Where that parent's looking and going, I know she's having a hard time with that mom, and I'm watching her, and I'm gonna stick by her, and waiting for her to realize it herself. Right? Yeah. That's loyalty, even in the 21st century. And maybe that is going on, right? Okay. Maybe there is a lot of loyalty in the 21st century, but it's not defined the same way as it was when we were kids. Mm. I think you're exactly right, Ray. I think it's there if we look for it. Mm. That's a nice way to end. It is there. <laughs> well ended. Well ended. But I want to say this: the average studio in the states, anyway, is 150 to 200. Could be even lower at this point. You know, a couple of people who you perceive as being disloyal out of all of those people. It's time for us to recognize the 288 that love us Mm. and be satisfied with that. We are never, ever going to win everyone over. And especially if you stand for something, Mm. 
if you stand for something and this is the way you run your studio and you believe this is right, your philosophy or whatever, there are going to be people who disagree with that. But your confidence in how you're doing what you do should be enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This was good. <laughs> I love it. Today's podcast episode has been brought to you by the Gold Alliance. If you want to have great conversations just like this, then join the fabulous Gold Alliance. You can find out more at regold.com. And thank you for being with us. Enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 